0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Seize Life's Moments podcast. Today, I'm going to discuss the different types of brain tests and scans people's seizures take so they can be properly diagnosed with epilepsy. I'll cover the basics of these brain tests and scans. So let's get to it. In the first appointment with your doctor, after you've had more than two seizures, the immediate next step will be to go through multiple brain tests and scans. These brain tests and scans are critical because they might be able to detect if there are any brain abnormalities and may help discover which part of the brain is affected. The most common tests are the CT scan, MRI, and the EEG. I'll break down each of them. So let's start with the CT scan. CT stands for computed tomography, or also referred to as CAT scan, which stands for computerized axial tomography. It is a test that relies on computer processing and provides multiple x-ray images to analyze the soft tissue, bones, and blood vessels in the body. The CT scan can also help pinpoint the cause for epileptic seizures— What the CT scan is looking for in seizure activity is possible cysts, bleeding, or tumors that are present in the brain. There are some diseases or events that may cause seizures. Simply put, anything that might be happening in the brain, whether it is from internal injuries or diseases, the CT scan can spot it. This helps doctors detect the problem in proper diagnosis then prescribes the preferred treatment. If the CT scan does not show any of these injuries or tumors in the brain, then typically the next step is the MRI test. MRI stands for magnetic resonance imaging. This is a test that uses a magnet, radio frequencies, and a computer to make detailed images of tissues and organs in the body. They are used to form two-dimensional images of the brain or spine. Cross-sectional views can also be done to show even more details. The MRI helps doctors analyze the structure of the brain and locates any contributors that might be causing seizures. This may include structural changes in the nervous system, any damages, or scar tissue. There are also additional tests like the PET scan and the SPECT scan. The PET scan stands for positron emission tomography. It uses a radioactive tracer. This is when you inject a small amount of radioactive material in your veins. Usually it's in the arm. Then the tracer sends these charged particles in your body. The PET scan can detect this interaction and uses it to make images. The images will show how the organs and tissues are functioning. PET scan images can detect cellular changes in organs and tissues earlier than the CT and MRI scans. Usually, you would take both the PET scan and CT scans at the same time. The combination test provides 3D images. A SPECT scan stands for Single Photon Emission Computerized Tomography, This scan analyzes the function of your internal organs as well, and it also uses a radioactive tracer. The main difference between the PET and SPECT scans is the type of radio tracers they use. SPECT is more widely available than PET scans. PET scans are more costly, but both scans provide high-quality images that allow doctors to give a proper diagnosis. When you're done with these scans and then all of them come back normal, the next test is the EEG. There are different types of EEG tests. EEGs are the most common brain test for people with epilepsy. So the EEG is the primary test of seeing certain patterns, spikes, or waves of brain function, especially those with seizures. The EEG, or electroencephalogram tongue twister, is designed to detect all sorts of electrical activity in the nervous system. The EEG test relies on metal components, which are referred to as electrodes. These electrodes are attached to the scalp with a special glue or paste, then the head is covered by a cap or gauze dressing, making sure the electrodes are in place. These electrodes record any electrical activity that is occurring in the brain. Since cells in the brain use electrical impulses to communicate, the EEG testing mechanism will intercept that communication and spot abnormalities in the brain. If there are EEG findings and recordings of brain abnormalities for epilepsy, experts refer it to as epileptiform brain activity. However, for some people with epilepsy, an EEG test may show up normal. A normal EEG does not exclude epilepsy. Actually, 10% of people with epilepsy never show those epileptic form discharges from an EEG test. There is another form of EEGs, and that is the video EEG. Other names for video EEG tests include EEG telemetry, EEG monitoring, or video EEG monitoring. While the EEG records your brain waves, the video EEG records what you're doing or experiencing on video. The video EEG is helpful to identify the type of seizures and locate the region of the brain where the seizures begin. It can record sounds or moves you might make. This is to be able to see what is happening and when you have a seizure on the video and then compare the brain image to the EEG recording. It will help determine if the seizures or events are actually epilepsy. Doctors then analyze both the EEG and video EEG tests and see if the seizure or event is related to the brain's electrical activity. If so, it's an epileptic seizure. Video EEG tests can be done at home or at an outpatient clinic. There is one more type of EEG, and that is the stereo EEG. Stereo EEG stands for stereo electroencephalography. It is a minimally invasive procedure that helps the doctor find the source of abnormal seizure activity. During the stereo EEG, small wires are placed deep inside the brain and record activity. These wires can reach areas of the brain not accessible through other techniques. The stereo EEG will occur in an operating room and the person will go under general anesthesia. Here is what these EEG tests are trying to determine. If there are spikes and abnormal brain waves on an EEG test in a specific area of the brain, these results are considered to be partial seizures. If spikes and brain wave discharges widely spread over both sides of the brain, or if they begin in both sides at the same time, these results are considered to be generalized epilepsy. I've taken about four standard EEGs, two video EEGs. They were all sleep deprived and the results came back normal and they could not locate where the seizures are starting from until my doctor recommended a MEG test. MEG stands for magnetoencephalography. It is the newest and most advanced method of recording the brain's activity. There are only 20 healthcare centers in the United States that have the MEG. The MEG test is used to evaluate the brain's electrical activity and magnetic fields produced by brain cells. These magnetic fields can show us both abnormal and normal activity produced by the brain either at rest or doing a task. It can check the brain's response to specific external stimuli like mapping motor and sensory areas, language, vision, and others. MAG technology allows for the combination of structural and functional information and it achieves a higher pixel and digital resolution, something that no other brain procedure currently offers. Also, in a non-invasive way, It can provide additional information for pre-surgical mapping. The process of the MIG is similar to the EEG. Electrodes will be glued on your head while one will be placed on your heart. Small coils are taped to your forehead and other coils are attached to earplugs. You lie down on a bed where a metal coil will touch all the different dots around your head to record. Then it's recording time. So what's the difference between all these brain tests and scans from the MEG, the EEG, and the MRI? How can the MEG test identify epileptic activity more accurately than the EEGs? Well, instead of recording electrical activity in the EEG, the MEG records the magnetic fields produced by that same activity, MAG has a higher sensor count, a higher source resolution, and easier source modeling. Because the skull is easily seen through magnetic waves, MEG precisely pinpoints the origin of where abnormal brain activity is starting. It can be done without intracranial electrodes. However, if intracranial electrodes are necessary, then the MEG test can aid in the plan to insert them at the exact brain location. If we compare MRIs versus MEGs, well, MRIs uses blood flow as a proxy for neuron activity, while MEG provides direct information on the brain's electrical activity. However, MEG needs MRI images. They both work together. MEG results are combined with skeletal images from the MRI and are reconstructed three-dimensionally to show the exact areas of brain activity. Make technology results provide accurate information, allowing for more answers about seizures. After all these brain scans and tests are complete for detecting brain abnormalities, there is hope in getting a precise reading from doctors. All these different tests and scans are meant to help better understand the process of epilepsy diagnosis and the best possible treatment, whether it is for epilepsy or perhaps another medical condition. That's it, folks, about all brain scans and tests. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Seas Life's Moments podcast. Again, I am not a doctor or a nurse. I am just a gal that has taken a lot of these brain tests and scans. Some key takeaways about all these brain tests is that they might or might not detect if there are any brain abnormalities. They may help discover which part of the brain the seizures are coming from. EEGs are the most common brain test for people with epilepsy. There may be normal results, so be prepared for that. But that does not exclude that you have epilepsy. The MEG technology works with the MRI results for additional brain images. They need each other. So there is a lot of information here on this episode. Head over to my website, www.seaslifesandmoments.com to review the show notes. If you are enjoying this podcast, please let me know by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. Until next time, signing off.